Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrofferville.com. That's rolcrofferville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crofferville. Now, let's join Associate Pastor Chuck Coburn as he teaches from the Word of God. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And for those who were here last week, you'll understand this. And for those who were not, you'll kind of, you'll, we'll explain this later. Trust me, it wasn't Pastor Henry's getting sick this morning. I'm sure he wanted God to tell him before he got sick for me to preach. If y'all remember that last week, that wasn't the plan. His desire was to be here this morning. He is just not feeling good. So just remember our senior pastor in prayer, and I'm going to tease him and say, you know, if you had just been a little more sensitive to the Lord, you wouldn't have to worry about that, right? (laughs) Please be in prayer for him. Luke chapter 24, verse 1, and this is what it says. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Now, just to kind of give you a wrap drop, Jesus has been crucified. And up until this point in the history of human beings, anybody who had ever been crucified would still be there. They had to wait because of the Sabbath, so they're getting ready to prep for him, going to see him. And in verse 3 it says, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that should be a shocker. It'd be a shocker to anybody. I mean, today's movies, they do that kind of crazy stuff. But for them to have this huge stone rolled back to start with and to walk in and not find a body was very disturbing. And we see that in verse 4. It says, as they stood there puzzled, Two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. These two men are angels. And the best way that the gospel writer Luke could explain it is dazzling robes. Which means they were so clothed in the glory of God. The best way that they could describe these angels was dazzling robes. Verse 5 says, The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? They're at the cemetery. Makes sense. You go to the cemetery, you're looking for those who have passed on. The angel simply makes a comment that we need to very clearly understand this morning. Why are you looking for someone who is alive to be here in the cemetery? Because they're not. None of you go home today, this afternoon and roll up in your casket, and, right? You'll do that one day, prayerfully not today. Only the dead are in the cemetery. They thought he had died, but he wasn't dead. Why are you looking for someone who is alive in a place where only the dead people hang out? Now, let me just stop right here and comment on this. What you need to understand that if you're looking for your fulfillment in life, 
in your job, you're looking in the graveyard. If you're looking for your fulfillment in life and your reputation and your financial status, you are looking in the graveyard. If you are looking for your peace, if you are looking for satisfaction in any and other thing other than Jesus Christ, you are looking in a graveyard because it is dead. The only person who will ever give you and I life and life to the fullest is Jesus Christ. And he is alive and well today. Now you realize that. Some of you don't, some of you really aren't convinced and I understand that. Do you understand that Buddha's dead? You understand that Muhammad's dead? You understand that Joseph Smith is dead? You understand that all the other religions in the world worship a dead God or a dead human being? We worship one who rose, is alive, and is all-powerful and almighty. So if you are deciding to worship anything and everything other than Jesus Christ, you are going to wind up in the grave empty, lonely, and miserable. Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. He is the only way to have fulfillment. He is the only way to have a better marriage. He's the only way to have a better life. And truly and honestly, he is the only way to live life. Period. The angel goes on to say in verse 6, he isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. See, they had forgotten that he told them, hey, listen, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to be crucified and I'm going to rise again. He'd already told them that, but they forgot. They had been around him to see miracles. They had been around him to watch lame people walk, blind people see, dead people raised from the dead. But for whatever reason happened when he died, they forgot everything that he said. Everything. You need to remember what he's told you. Remember. For if you really believe, and I assume you're here today because you believe he's alive. Some of you may have just come this morning to honor mom and dad. I'm glad you're here because hopefully today you're going to experience the greatest day of your life because it's not about mom and dad. It's not about a bunny. It's not about chocolate, although chocolate can help. It's not about eggs. It's about a savior. He tells you, he tells me that if you're lost, you can be found. If you are broken, he can put you back together. If you are lonely, he will satisfy you. If you need healing, he will heal you. He tells you and I over and over again, wherever you're at, he'll meet you, he'll rescue you, and take you to places you can't even imagine. But you have to remember what he said. And you have to believe what he said. And that's what happened here. They had completely forgot about that. Verse 7 goes on to say that the Son of Man must be portrayed into the hands of sinful man and be crucified and that he would arise again on the third day. And verse 8 says, then they remembered he had said this. 
So if you have forgotten this morning what Jesus Christ has done for you, and if you have forgotten who he really is, I hope and pray this morning you will remember. For you see, Easter is not a one-day celebration. It's an everyday celebration. Every day. Because every day I get to wake up, and I don't have to pray to a dead Savior. I don't have to pray to a dead religion. I don't have to worry and wonder what's going to happen I just pray to a living being who speaks to me, who talks with me, who leads me, who guides me. And it's all through a personal relationship. So just to kind of help you out with this, it's never good when you get a phone call at five o'clock in the morning. It's never good. Our pastor called me at five o'clock this morning. He said, I'm sick. I can't make it. He said, please tell River of Life, my desire, my heart is to be there. I just can't be there this morning. I said, don't worry, pastor, I got this. You always sound confident. I got this. And then you hang up the phone and you say, oh, Lord, I need you. I need you now more than ever to please speak to me and give me a word they need to hear. Listen, that's the way it works. And he did. And now I'm sharing it with you. Verse 10 goes on to say, it was Mary, Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe. And that makes sense. Nobody had ever been raised from the dead. Sounds like a bunch of nonsense. But notice the one guy that does notice. However, I like the word however, Peter. If you don't know much about Peter, let me tell you about Peter. Peter was the type of man that always opened up mouth and inserted foot. And he did it quickly. Peter never erred on caution. Peter was always very forward thinking, very aggressive. Notice, however, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. He believed. He had to go see. Today, I want to talk to you on the greatest day of your life. What would you consider, what would you classify as the greatest day of your life? You know, there are men right now, as we speak, playing for a green jacket up in Augusta, Georgia. And to them, to win that green jacket would be the greatest day of their life. And what's so sad is that most of us can't even remember who won it last year, two years ago, or three years ago. It'll soon be forgotten. They'll live in a moment, and they'll cherish the moment, and then it's gone. Some people, the greatest day in their life would be just to win a gold medal, a Super Bowl ring. Some people just to own their own business. For some people, you pray the greatest day in your life will be when you get married. Let me tell you what, that was one of the best days of my life over 25 years ago when I married my beautiful bride. It's been great, but that really wasn't the greatest day of my life. I promise you. So you have to ask yourself, what would be the greatest day of my life? Let's do a little bit of a recap of Peter's life, because Peter's an interesting guy. You see, Peter was a fisherman, just a common everyday Joe. He wasn't renowned. He wasn't famous. He was just a fisherman. 
Maybe in his mind, he thought he would take over the family business. But you see, Peter got to experience some things that a lot of people will never experience. Do you realize that Peter was the only person ever to be called the rock in the Bible? Now listen, I know in 1996, Dwayne Johnson was called the rock. But you have to understand in 30, not 1996, but in 30, Peter was called the rock. So Dwayne Johnson really needs to give Peter all of the accolades and all the endorsements. Because see, Jesus says, Peter, you are the rock and I will build my church upon the rock. Wow. Could you, could you imagine standing before Jesus Christ and he tells you upon you, I'm going to build my church. Man, that seems like a great day, doesn't it? Wow. Not only that, Peter was like one of the only, he's only one of three men that ever had the privilege of seeing Jesus transfigured or transformed. Him, Peter, James, and John, they all went up on a mountain and Jesus met with the Heavenly Father and was transformed into this blazing bright light. The glory of God rests upon him. Peter was only one of the three to ever see that. That's pretty incredible too. I mean, could you imagine telling that story to everybody? I mean, I could see him now, you know. Sorry, Luke, you missed it, buddy. You weren't up on the mountain. Wish you'd have been there, but sorry. I mean, he could have had fun bragging about it. How about this one? We are told in the book of Acts that there was a young girl that had passed away. In fact, the family had already dressed her and prepared her to bury her. And they called Peter to come pray over them. And Peter said, just give me a few minutes with her. And Peter goes in to Tabitha and he says, arise. She sits up, talks, and lifts. Now, how would you like to have been there? To be able to lay hands on somebody who was completely dead. And all of a sudden, Jesus Christ raises him from the dead. Talk about a feather in your cap. Man, wouldn't that be a great day? Man, that's like the greatest day of my life. I got to lay hands on a dead girl and watch her walk, rise up. He's even got one better than that. How would you like to be the only person other than Jesus to walk on water? We are told that there's a fierce storm out going and Peter sees Jesus. And Jesus just tells Peter to come And he just walks on water to Jesus. Of course, he starts noticing the waves and sinks. And Jesus has to pull him out. But at least for a brief moment, he walked on water. I mean, could you imagine him being up in heaven? I could see him hanging out with Moses. Hey, buddy, I know you parted the Red Sea. But I walked on the Sea of Galilee. I mean, that's a pretty great day. I don't know about you. That would be something to brag about. I mean, an amazing day. Not only this, you know... He was one of the first 12 to be chosen as a disciple. I mean, Peter had a lot of great things in his life. And a lot of things you could say, man, those are neat. Maybe you have a lot of great memories in your life. Are those the ones that stay way up here and you hang all your hopes and dreams on? Are those the ones that you pray that come to pass? Or do you have something else to go by? For you see, really all of those neat things we've learned about Peter wasn't the greatest day of his life. I assure you, they were great days. And when we get to heaven one day, I'm sure we can ask him, tell us about that. What was it like when you did that? But that wasn't the greatest day of his life. 
You want to know what the greatest day of his life was? Let's read in John chapter 1. And we'll read what the greatest day of Peter's life was. John chapter 1 verse 40 says this. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard that John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Let me just stop right there and just have a moment. Isn't it incredible that a sibling would lead another sibling to Jesus? So often siblings want to take their other sibling and let them see Jesus in another way. (laughs) You'll get that. (laughs) Just the opposite. Andrew brings Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus says, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will now be called Cephas, which means rock, which means Peter, Petros. That day forever changed his life because that was the day he met Jesus Christ and he saved his life And changed his life. And gave him the journey of a lifetime. That was the greatest day of his life. The greatest day was when Peter. Who was looking for hope. Looking for help. Found Christ. And it changed his life. The greatest day for your life. Won't be graduating high school. Graduating college. Getting married. Retirement. None of that. The greatest day in your life is when you surrender your entire life to Jesus Christ and you allow Him to have control. When you do that, life becomes fabulous. Some of you today have come to pay honor to Jesus Christ. That won't cut it. Jesus doesn't want your honor. He wants your heart. Some of you today have come just to honor your parents. Just to be here for them. Your parents don't want your honor. They want you to have Jesus Christ. For you see, life is but a vapor. It's just a brief moment. Just just quickly, briefly. And I know some of you understand that more than others. I understand that more and more each day. I go to do things and my body reminds my brain, hey, buddy, we're not that young anymore. I don't know what you think you're doing. (laughs) We are not doing that again, right? (laughs) It's amazing how young we think we are until we do something and we go, okay. Why spend your entire life Just hearing about the saving grace of Jesus. The deliverance from drugs and alcohol. The healings that he does. Why do you want to spend your entire life just hearing about it? When you could spend the rest of your life experiencing it.
The greatest day of your life could be today when you finally say, you know what? Lord, I've been doing it wrong all my life. This book is no longer ancient and antiquated. Lord, it is alive and well. And if I'll follow what you say to do, I'm going to have a better life, a more peaceful life, a more happier life. Today can be the greatest day of your life. But you know what? At the same time, today for you could be the most tragic day of your life. Because you'll walk out of here knowing what you should do. Experiencing what you should do. And then walk away. One of the most heartbreaking stories in my entire life. Was that I grew up with a young man. We played baseball together for some seven, eight years. He was better than me. Um, but we played ball together. He was one of my best friends. And we got into high school and I started telling him about Christ. And I remember him saying, you know, Chuck, I got plenty of time. I'm young. I get it. He, we were young, 15, 16 years old. We didn't think too much about it. We graduated high school. And although he had been in church for some time, he quit coming to church. And I would talk to him and he'd say, no, nah, I don't need it. I'm good. I've got plenty of time. I'll do that later. And I'll never forget one Friday night. He had been drinking. And I asked him, could I take him home? He said, no, nah, you just follow me home. So I make I get there. I said, okay, I've got to drop my friend off. I'll be behind you shortly. And on the way out to my house, we lived about six miles out of town. There was this long row of pecan trees. His car found one of those pecan trees over 100 miles an hour. And he didn't live. To this day, I'm at at me against alcohol and people who postpone Jesus Christ. You're not promised tomorrow. You're not. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. Why would you be so foolish in thinking that you can live another day. What your best decision to do this morning. Is make this the greatest day of your life. That would be the best. I can still remember the greatest day of my life. As though it were yesterday. You see I was seven years old. And I was lying down on a coffee table watching TV. See, when you're my height, you can lie down on coffee tables and watch TV. <laughs> See, some of you can't have that privilege. Some of us can. So you'll know I'm 54 years old. But I was seven. And I'll never forget that night. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you need to be saved. At that point, I got up and asked my mom and dad, how do I experience the true love of Jesus? My dad took me into my bedroom, and to this day, I can still see my bunk beds. I can still see them on the wall, and I can remember getting on my knees and praying and asking Christ to save my life. I don't know what it likes to do drugs. don't know like to drink. I don't know any of that. I just know Jesus. Because at seven years old... He saved me. At 17 years old, he called me into the gospel ministry. 
I have seen miracle after miracle, salvation after salvation, just healings after healings, and all of those are great. But you know what makes those so great? Is because at the age of seven, I gave my life to Jesus. And it's never been the same. If you want to see what it's like to experience life. And still remember what it's like the next morning. Not having to regret what you did the night before. Ask Jesus. Let me tell you what. He'll take you higher than any drug will ever take you. He'll have you have an euphoria like you've never felt before. You know what's great about that? I get that every day. I mean, it's incredible. See, the greatest day of your life is the day when you can say, I remember when I gave my life to Jesus. So why wait? Why wait? Why not do it today? For you see, the day is the day we celebrate his resurrection. He conquered death today so that you and I could live our lives. He rose from the grave so we would not live the rest of our lives in the grave and in hell. He did all that for you. He did all that for me so that we could live life to the fullest. Today is resurrection day. And I hope and pray today will be resurrection day for you. It's not going to be about the bunnies, the chocolate, the the lunch we're going to have. It's going to be about Jesus saving me and transforming me. And to being a new creature. My life is great. I could contribute it to my wife. I could contribute it to my kids. I could contribute it to my church family. But what makes my life great. Is my savior Jesus Christ. That's what makes my life great. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Because he's got tomorrow already for me. I don't have to worry about what's going to go on tomorrow because all I have to do is grab me by the hand and say, lead me, Savior. See, y'all are struggling in some areas of your life, I can tell. And it's time you say, I've had enough. It's time you say, on April the 9th, 2023, is the greatest day of my life. Because this is the day I came to honor my mom and honor Jesus But this was the day I surrendered my life to him. This was the day he gave me a reason to live. A purpose for living. And an excitement to live on. Peter had an incredible life. His life was incredible because of Jesus Christ. You may have had a shady past. But he can make it bright and sunny. Your life may have been broken from things and long ago but he'll heal you and make you new trust me if you will not honor jesus today but if you will give your entire heart and soul to him he'll transform your life so why don't you just not celebrate easter today why don't you live it to the fullest because you'll be able to say jesus paid it all And all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. But he washed me white as snow. And all you have to do is come forward and surrender. Listen, Peter went to that Jesus that day not knowing who Jesus was. 
He met Jesus there. And Jesus transformed his life. You may not understand how Jesus is going to change you this morning. But you don't have to. All you need to do is come forward and say, God, I give you all of my life. He'll do the rest. It's just that simple. Will this be the greatest day of your life? Or will you allow this to be the most tragic day of your life? You get to make the call. So why don't you answer the Holy Spirit who's speaking to you now and say, nope, today I'm coming forward and I'm going to have the rest of my life to enjoy the great things. Listen, Peter did some great things. You can even do better if you'll just let Jesus in your life. I promise you. I can only share what I've experienced and it's fabulous. And you can do the same if you will just let Jesus into your heart and life to heal you, to help you, to save you, and make you the person you need to be. Father, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, and I thank you for salvation. Lord, I thank you for saving my life. God, I thank you for giving me such an incredible life that you have given me to live, to love, and enjoy. And Lord, I thank you even in the hard times of my life, you've been there to help me, to hold me, to enable me to get through the storms in my life. I ask today, Holy Spirit, for those who need healing, today you'll speak to them and they'll come forward for healing. For those who need saving, today they won't walk out of here tragically, but they'll come forward and experience the greatest joy of their life. Lord, we need you. We need you to save us. We need you to rescue us. We need you to heal our broken lives, our broken marriages, our broken homes. And I know your word tells us you can do that. Help us to remember that today. And help us truly to be transformed into a brand new creature. I pray right now that you'll move in that mighty way. Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.